When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, we've had a lot of conversations about LeBron James over 20 years. Some we've started. Some that he's started. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. This one, I would say he has started. So ESPN put out a mock draft. 24 and 25, and ESPN.com has put Bronny James, USC guard, in their twenty in our 2025 mock draft in the second round. Okay? Mm. So that means you're one of the 60 best players in the amateur status to go into the NBA. That in itself is an amazing compliment. Yes, it is. Of course. Let's not lose sight of that. So saying that somebody may not be ready for this year, but they may be ready for next year, and when they're there next year... They're one of the 60 best possible candidates to join the NBA of players that are not currently eligible to play in the NBA. Stop there. That's amazing, right? Period. Next sentence. We have a player in Bronny James who is also coming off of a really serious life health scare with a heart condition. That, thank God he's okay, Mm -hmm. thank God he's able to play basketball, but he's not even six months removed from that. So whatever progress he was making towards going to college and playing basketball in college was obviously put on hold, as it should be, for his actual real-life health, not, and I'm not downplaying this, but not a sprained ankle or an ACL or something like that, right? Yes. Like real-life health. Very serious. Not sports health. Life and death. Life and death. Thank you. Okay. So all of that said, LeBron James saw this, and I have to read this tweet that he's since taken down exactly here. But he said, "Can you?" So basically, it was a report that um, ESPN has removed LeBronny James from its 2024 mock and now projects him to be selected in the 2025 draft. He quote tweeted it and said, "Can you all please just let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The work and results will ultimately do the talking, no matter what he decides to do. If y'all don't know, he doesn't care." What a mock draft says. He just works. Earned, not given. Okay, here's the issue with this. A year ago, LeBron James put out on Twitter that his son is better than most of the players in the NBA and could start around the league right now. And some of the games he watches on League Pass have players that his son could start over. LeBron James has said forever that he wants to play with his son. You can't be the one that initiates the conversation and then be mad that we're having the conversation. As dumb as this may sound, when LeBron James endorses a product for Nike and he puts the product out there, we are then going to review the product because we're listening to him. Endorsements work. Shout out True Green, Granger, everybody else that's a part of our show, Vivid Seats. Anyway, um, (laughs) progressive. Don't forget Boots. Boots. Progressive. He's asked us to do this. I don't want to talk about LeBron's kids. I don't think we've ever mentioned his daughter on the air, nor are we going to. I don't even think we've mentioned his other son on the air that much because he doesn't do this. Bronny James is a college basketball player who is good enough to stand on his own as a college basketball player that we can say should be an NBA player, shouldn't be an NBA player. I don't want to be scolded by LeBron James for talking about his son when he has walked us into that conversation. 
Also, he's saying mock drafts don't matter. That's what we do. We are in the media looking at the talent and projecting where they can go. It's part of the process. It's part of the job. But to your point, Evan, he can't be mad that this is part of the news cycle when he knows that everything he says and everything he tweets is part of the news cycle. It's not like LeBron James is new to this. He understands that his words, whether they're typed out or said verbally, Mm -hmm. they carry weight. And especially when it comes to his son and what his future is going to hold, we're going to talk about what LeBron James is saying. So he is feeding the beast in that regard. Yeah, he put the battery in all of our backs when he said he wants to play with his son, Bronny. Exactly. He let it be known, like, this is something that I eventually want to be able to do in my career here's what i will say you're the second best basketball player ever and your son plays ball at a major college program of course we're going to talk about your son ronnie james yep of course that's just a part of it those are table stakes look there there is a lot of privilege that comes along with being lebron james's kid right but avoiding people talking about you is not one of them. Like, that's just not a part of the deal. You grew up in the limelight. You grew up in the spotlight because of who your dad is, and there is going to be a heightened degree of scrutiny because you play the sport that your dad plays. And so this is just something that LeBron James has to accept. This is something that Bronny has to accept. Now, I get it. Sometimes the heart can get in the way of the head, and LeBron James is a father first, so I understand that aspect of it, wanting to protect your kid. But ultimately, this is just something that you're going to have to deal with because of who you are and because of who your kid is. Yeah, I mean, he has proven, at least publicly facing, to be a great dad. Nobody's arguing that. Nobody's questioning this man's parenting. Nobody's questioning who he is as a family man. I don't need to be told by LeBron James, please stop talking about something I'm telling you to talk about. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous to put that out there the way he did. And it's a compliment. He would, they have him projected in the top two rounds of the or the only two rounds of the draft. By the way, and I hate doing this, but he's walked me into this. Based on his play this year, which I don't care about because he's recovering from a heart condition, yeah. he's not a draft-worthy player yet. Guess what? Neither were a ton of other great players that were, had bad freshman years. Yeah, I don't care. But I'm not going to be told not to talk it, about It's okay that he's player. not going to be a one-and-done. Yes. It's okay that that's not going to be the case. So what? But what I do think that mock does show is that it, it kind of eliminates the notion that LeBron James is going to leave the Los Angeles Lakers in the foreseeable future to pair up with his son with whoever drafts him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's going to happen based on the information that we're getting from this latest mock because Bronny does not project to be one of those prospects this summer, and it's hard to envision that that's going to be the case next year, even though I do think he's going to be a draft pick eventually. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to dictate what an organization is going to do, especially an organization at this point willing to pay LeBron James what it would take in order to get him to play for him. So I I think based on the circumstances, LeBron James is going to be locked into the Los Angeles Lakers for the remainder of his career. And I feel good about that being a Lakers fan. Yeah, Like I feel good about the idea that LeBron is going to finish his career there. And that gives me hope that there's a chance that they can make some moves this summer that make them a true title contender in the Western Conference because I don't think they're there as constituted right now. And I think you just hit the nail on the head as to why this has an increased sense of relevancy, this this mock draft, because not only is this LeBron James's son who's playing basketball at a major university and has 
Pryor expressed his desire to play in the NBA. But when your dad says that his ultimate goal and this chapter of his career, aside from winning championships, is to play with his son, we are now not talking about solely where Bronny James might go, but the speculation about about what that has to do with LeBron's future as well. Yeah, I've never been comfortable personally with him putting this out there the way he has. It's his right. There's something wrong, but I've never I've never liked the idea of putting it out there that I want to play with my son because what that does to Bronny James is make people think he's just drafted because of that. Well, hold on, no. But see, I hear where you're coming from, but people do that all the time, right? Nepotism happens. You know, people leverage their roles, their values to companies to leave doors open for their friends or family members. It happens all the time. I'm not mad at LeBron James for potentially trying to do that with his son Bronny so he can help Bronny Ronnie's dreams come true of being an NBA player. I'm not I, mad at that. I understand that. Yeah. I do get that, but I also have never really heard Bronny say that he wants to play with his dad. Well, how much do you really hear from Bronny, period, about that, what right, he wants right, to right, do? Right, right. Well, then, you know what I mean? He's, well, not, okay, he's not as under, vocal as his dad is. I understand that. But literally almost one year ago, so on March 6th, LeBron James tweeted the following. Man, Bronny definitely better than some of these cats I've been watching on League Pass today. Bleep, lightweight, hilarious. And you don't want us to compare him to other players? You did. Well, it's going to happen. That's, that's the thing. Whether And here's the thing. Because he said that, yeah. the door is now officially open. But it was going to happen one way or the other because yes. of who he is. Right. right. Your son plays basketball. You're the second greatest basketball player to have ever lived. Right? Like you've been dominating the NBA for the last decade and a half. Mm-hmm. People are going to talk about you. You've won championships with three different organizations. You've been to 10 NBA finals. We're going to talk about your son because he plays basketball. That's just what it is. So, again, I, I get that you want to protect Bronny from scrutiny and criticism, but you're not going to be able to do that because he decided to pick up a basketball and follow in your footsteps, quite literally. Well, And you named him your same name, which is his right, too. But, right, like, I mean, like, we're going to be looking at the guy. Yeah, that's going to happen. But, again, I, like I said, I think it, it what, what this latest mock draft does is kind of quell the notion that LeBron James – leaving L.A. is something that could happen. Like, that's not imminent. That's not going to happen. The expectation is that he's going to opt up and sign a new deal, and I'm assuming that that's going to be at the Supermax range. So what is that, $60 million a year? Yeah, I, I think all so, signs so are pointing any, in that direction. So my point is, any team, including the Lakers, that's going to pay LeBron James that kind of money at this stage in his career, they're not going to use a, a second-round pick or a first-round pick in order to get Bronny James so LeBron James is – dream can come true of playing with his son, Mm -hmm. they're going to use those assets to put more players around LeBron that can help him win a title. So any team that's going to have the urgency to to win it, uh, to to sign LeBron is going to have the urgency to win a championship. And I just don't see how that can coexist with LeBron James's son, Bronny James, being on the roster at the same time. So Bronny James this season is averaging 5.5 points, 2.8 rebounds, 2.5 assists. And I'm going to tell you, I don't care because there are many freshmen historically that have had... It's not about the numbers. Yeah, but but here's what I'm asked, I wanted to ask. If he was a 20-point-per-game scorer, do you think LeBron would say, don't talk about my son like this? If he was a 20-point-per-game nah. scorer and you know, he was a lot You know what that hype train would be like? Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. He'd be <laughs> so, tweeting out highlight videos right? every day. You know what that so it's not actually about talking about him. It's about – and I give him credit on this. He wants to protect his son. Yes. That's what it is. But then you can't also do it the other way and make us look at him more than we would normally. You said it. We are, of course, going to look at that guy's son who also does what that guy does. If he wanted to be a scientist – 
I'm sure he'd be great. He's a very clearly they're a smart family. We wouldn't look at him this way. We talk about yeah. Tiger Woods' son Charlie, who's playing golf, yeah. following yeah. in his dad's footsteps. Right, and if and if Tiger says my goal is to be at a final round Sunday in the Masters with Charlie Woods, and and he doesn't make the PGA Tour, well, or or Tiger were to say, you know, he's better than all these guys that are playing every single week, that's unnecessary pressure, and that's what LeBron did. And I don't know how we don't talk about it. Yeah, Bronny and LeBron being on the same team, it could happen when LeBron James owns a team. Besides, <laughs> he's going to draft him and sign him in a free agent. Sign his son's checks. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we were on the same team. I own the team. He plays for the team. <laughs> That's right. We got it covered. We're on sports. Dream come true. <laughs> Presented by Progressive Insurance. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. There may not have been a team around the NFL last year that was more fun for us to talk about on a week-by-week basis than the Buffalo Bills. Now, we got some hate on it, right? The way we talked about Josh Allen and the way we talked about the Bills in general. Yeah. They fired an offensive coordinator. I mean, we could just say the AFC East overall because the Jets put the fun in dysfunction with Aaron Rodgers' pregame workouts being the main attraction for Jets games (laughs) last year. And then, of course, the demise of the hoodie in Foxborough with the Patriots. I mean – just the AFC East overall. Mike, Mike, McDaniel. Mike, McDaniel, Mike McDaniel. The Dolphins being the electric, but also on Mike McDaniel's kind of grown on me a little bit, though. Oh, yeah, I've always been there. Kind of, I'm in on Mike McDaniel. I'm in on Mike McDaniel. I love the guy. Okay, well, you just Mike took a, a turn that now business. we're going to have to make yeah. here. The most fun division for us to talk about this year will be which one? Ooh. Because the AFC East, I'm just looking at it here. I'm going to buy you time by kind of reviewing a little bit for everybody. So you just gave me the AFC East in terms of why it was interesting to talk about. Mm-hmm. The AFC North, because everybody was good and there was less drama. I mean, Burrow gets hurt. AFC, the Browns have five different quarterbacks. But that wasn't like no. that wasn't like the AFC East. <laughs> AFC South was whoever wants to win this division plays at some point, And then it ultimately was C.J. Stroud. AFC West. That's that, the division that's this, the year. this year. That's, that's the, the one. Okay. Harbaugh, yeah. Peyton, Hold that for a second. Reed, Hold that for AP. a second. I'm oh, just yeah. throwing out other candidates. That's the one. NFC East will have the Cowboys and the, and the Eagles, where maybe you'll, and the Giants, three coaches potentially on the hot seat if they don't win. Commander's new quarterback. NFC. I think that has the potential to be one of the worst divisions in football. Okay, next that's year. juicy in itself. We're mm-hmm. going to come back to all of this. NFC North 
we have potentially for the first sneaky time in good. forever is sneaky that. Good They're division. number two on my list. Sneaky good They're division. just solid all across the board. But, there, but there's a lot of churn that will be happening. The ascension of the Packers. What are the Lions going to be? What's going to happen at quarterback with Chicago? Minnesota, I mean, same thing. Yep, same thing with Minnesota. NFC South feels as nondescript as could be for the second straight year. Yeah, they're the same. Like, what is the Atl- NFC South? Atlanta could be interesting. Well, let's see what they do at quarterback, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. NFC West, Niners have to win the Super Bowl next year. Rams have to not surprise us getting in the playoffs. Like, oh, yeah, of course the Rams are in the playoffs because they're really good. I don't know what the Seahawks are going to be. And Dan Graziano came in here earlier and said the Cardinals are kind of set up nicely. I don't know that I 100% agree with that, but we'll see on that. But let's go back now. So you guys think the AFC West this year is going to be the juiciest division in the league like we had last year, the AFC East. You got a lot of star power with them coaches. I mean, AP with the Raiders, he just feels like the Raiders head coach, right? He is, absolutely. I mean, smoking cigars with the guys in the locker room after a dub, like his players, Max Crosby and Devontae Adams, caping for him during the hiring process. I just I love that. One of my former teammates, of course, I'm going to be a little bit biased on that front. But him, Sean Payton, who is a high-profile coach, the highest-paid coach in the NFL right now. Andy Reid, who is poised to become the highest-paid coach in the sport. And then, of course, Jim Harbaugh, who just won a national championship at Michigan. So, like, that is a spicy, spicy. And already calling out Austin Eckler by Greg Roman, not directly, but their offensive coordinator saying, what do you need to do this year to help Justin Herbert? They said, run the football. And Eckler's like, well, I think I've been pretty good, but obviously not good enough for them. Yeah, and outside of the coaches, there's a lot of other drama. You know, the Chiefs going for the three-peat. You have the Raiders. What are they going to be at the quarterback position? Same thing with the Broncos. Like, without Russ, if they move on from him, what are they going to do? What's their future like? Justin Herbert no longer having the excuse of his head coach not being competent. The expectations going up for Justin Herbert. There's a lot right there in the AFC West. You know, we've talked a ton about Russell Wilson, and he said on the I Am Athlete podcast with Brandon Marshall that he wants to win two Super Bowls over the next five years. We've talked about the Steelers as a destination for him. We haven't actually talked about the Broncos side of it. It's like Sean Payton's the highest paid coach. We all thought he should have, the, the Chargers should have hired him a year ago. They waited. I think they got a better coach, and I like Sean Payton, but I think Harbaugh is better. Um, what the heck are they doing? Did they have something up their sleeve at quarterback? I wonder if they're one of those teams that could fall in love with J.J. McCarthy. Mm. Right now, the Denver Broncos are slotted at the 12th overall pick. I'm wondering if they're a team that's looking at J.J. McCarthy and saying, you know what, for what we want our quarterback to be, for what Sean Payton wants his quarterback to do in his system, J.J. McCarthy might not be a bad fit. And with, what is that Sean that the quarterback Payton, would want him to do? He's been on the big Well, he wanted, wanted to make sure that he plays on time within the structure of the offense, a quarterback that's accurate, and that's what J.J. McCarthy does uh, almost as well as anybody in his class. He throws an accurate football. So Sean Payton wanting to get the ball out on time, quarterback, hit your back foot, go through your progression, throw the ball, get it in the hands of the playmakers where they can do damage and yards after catch. That's what he wants to do on top of being able to run the football. J.J. McCarthy, sneaky good athlete in this class. So I'm wondering if throughout this process, the Denver Broncos don't talk themselves into being in full-bloom love with J.J. McCarthy. I'm not saying he should be the 12th overall pick. I'm not saying that J.J. McCarthy should go that high. What I am saying is I wonder if they're one of the teams that talk themselves into him because the top three quarterbacks seem poised to be off the board by the time they're on the clock. I like that thought. I could see it. And you just added a level of juiciness to the division then because then you would have J.J. McCarthy against Jim Harbaugh. There you go. 
Right then, now we have another level of the juiciness with that division. The Jim AFC- Harbaugh says he's the best quarterback in the draft. Yeah, well, now you he have to play against him every, <laughs> every year, twice a year. But I mean, this, the, ahead, I was just going to say the AFC West we're talking about because there's a lot there, but the AFC East still has the most drama, I think. Yeah. Though, right? Like the AFC West might have the most intrigue, but you've got two essentially boomer bust teams in the AFC East with the Bills and the Jets. They both. I'd say three. The Dolphins too. I mean, at some point, yeah. Right? I, I mean, would give them maybe another year. I mean, to me, okay, if you look at the AFC East, and by the way, this conversation started because Sean McDermott said to the Athletic, that's the coach of the Bills, it's not a matter of uh, if, it's a matter of when in terms of winning a Super Bowl. A pretty bold statement. You guys love that. I'm confused by it, but I guess maybe he knows it's a do-or-die year anyway. But it still mm-hmm. feels boomer bust when you say that, no? Oh, for sure. For, and based on that, I think it's going to be over because uh, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. But New England, to me, is like – as non-relevant as they've been in 30 years. Correct. Like pre-parcels in terms of how like irrelevant New England will be this year. In terms of the, they're not a national team anymore. They can become one. And all NFL teams are national. But you get what I'm saying. They're hitting yeah, the reset saying, button. Yeah. Yeah. They're starting over. The Jets are still going to be fascinating with Rodgers. The Bills <laughs> have to win a Super Bowl. And you say the Dolphins. I mean, they have to decide if two is their guy long-term financially, right? I agree. Yes. But and when, so they become really relevant to me, Small. Are relevant. they there already? Should they be there based on what he did this year? I think so. I know it, I know it's going to make you uncomfortable to think that, but I think they're going to have to do it. Okay, let me ask it this way, Smalls. Wow. Smalls, if they were to pay two of $40 million a year or Russell Wilson $1 million a year, $1 million, $1 million a year, are you sure they're better off as a team with Tua than they are with Russ? I think they are, yes. I don't. I know, but, but you love Russell Wilson. Wait, it's not even that. It's a, I'm getting. I know financially, you're. That's the you're point. The Am I sure that I'm getting a guy that can outperform his contract if I have two at forty million? I don't know if he can outperform his contract, but I think your team is in a better place with two at quarterback than Russell Wilson. You're. I don't know about that because once you get to forty million, there are going to be guys that are no longer going to be on the team. You're probably going to have to get rid of one of your two wide receivers that are paid that mm-hmm. much money, right? Okay, so now the safety blankets are gone. Um, for a lot of guys, Mahomes, that's fine, totally fine. If Jamar Chase and T. Higgins were to walk out the door, do I think Burrow is better? No. Do I think Burrow can figure out a way? Absolutely, I do. Do I think Tua can figure out a way without those guys? We've seen the answer is no. And when you make that much money, you ain't going to have those guys. But if you have a guy like Russ on a below-market-value deal, you can get more of those guys, right? Who still – CC said it last week. If I could have a top 10, top 20 quarterback in the league, potentially, at a million dollars a year, that changes my thought process about a lot of guys you got across the, best, the league. You got the best bargain in the NFL. And he's not Mr. Russ – he's not Mr. Unlimited. Like, like, I mean, think about it. If you have a top 20 quarterback – on a million-dollar contract. Like, that's Brock Purdy territory. I'm not saying Russell Wilson is Brock Purdy. What I'm saying is... Conceptually. Conceptually. Like, I mean, that's the best deal in the NFL. Yes. Like, when the going rate for a a decent starting quarterback is $40 million, if I'm paying my guy one-fortieth of that... <laughs> like, like, I know. Like, like that's the part. I, I that's get the, the financials, part. but it just does not feel like a fit to me. Okay. So he's going to make two is going to make 23.1 this year. If he gets an extension, what is he going to make on a per year, roughly? $50 million a year. $50 million. Oh. And if Russ is paid by the Broncos, what is he going to make? One to two? 
if he's paid by Denver? Yeah, assuming he's paid by Denver, like this year, like Denver. Well, Denver owes him thirty nine million dollars. Right, so then he's going to ask for one or two million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if you're Russell Wilson, like you don't want to take away from your current team. That's what I I will continue to say. Russell Wilson's game plan this offseason, excuse me, Russell Wilson's game plan this offseason should be to go to the lowest bidder, not the highest bidder. Is that the best possible move you could make? Is go to the lowest bidder because he's usually a team first guy. You don't think he is? Why? Because he has an office. <laughs> Come on. Come on. If he goes to the Steelers for a million dollars, that's not. You a- act like I'm pulling this out of thin air. His teammates have talked about it at length about how he's not a team first guy. We have. We well, have- then there's your example. Go to the lowest bidder. Then, then what? Are you, if he goes to the Steelers Russell- for a million dollars, what happens? Okay, the Steelers are an interesting option because mm. of Mike Tomlin and because of the franchise. Russell Wilson will not go somewhere where he feels like he's not relevant. If you're a starting quarter, if you're one of 32, you're automatically relevant. Yeah, I don't know. If you're one of 32, you're This is you're the same guy that was relevant. floating when he was leaving Seattle, the places where he would like to go. He wants to control this for him and his image and his brand and his family. All I'm saying is that there are some teams around the NFL that are going to be forced into extensions, Right. Dolphins with Tua. You probably would rightfully and under, well, not rightfully, understandably say it's a debate on the rightfully part. The, the Niners with Brock Purdy, right? They're going to look at, teams around the league are going to look at the Brock Purdy circumstance and say, how do we recreate that? Russell Wilson actually gives teams an opportunity to recreate the Brock Purdy circumstance where he's not going to be a game changer. He may be more of a game manager, but if you got talent around and you have money to spend, so what? That's all you need. We can continue this conversation coming up. We're on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome into the Russell Wilson Or Game. What does that mean? Oh, yeah. You guys look confused. I'm springing this on you. I am so worked up about Smalls going, being so anti-Russell Wilson and logic here. Can we do a little round of the Russell Wilson or game? Yeah, I'm, but I don't, I don't think Smalls is anti-Russell Wilson, though. Mm, I don't think she is. I'm not pro. I don't think she's. We'll find out. Okay. During the run. All right. Here's what I want right. to do. I'm going to give you Russell Wilson at a mil, a $2 million a year. Or the player that I'm going to mention at the current price they're on. Let's do vet minimum. So let's do a million bucks a year. Oh, even better. Vet, vet Thank min- you. Vet minimum. <laughs> Thank he, you. He did come out and say earlier this week that he was willing to play on the vet minimum if the situation was right. Okay. So here we go. 
If you were the Dolphins, would you rather Russell Wilson on a vet minimum or <laughs> Tua on a big-time, long-term deal? I'm going to take what's behind door number three. That's which not is, an which, option. Which is Tua on his current contract. Okay, Which fair. is $23 million. Fair. I, I'm with that. Tua okay. on the current deal. Uh, if you're the Jets, Russell Wilson on a million deal or Aaron Rodgers making what he's making this year? They've got to see it through with Aaron Rodgers. As as dysfunctional as it was last year, they've got to see it through with, with eight. I know what they are going to do, but that's not asking, what the game is. Asking, yeah. would you rather? Yeah. I would rather Russell Wilson, because I don't think you're going to get much from Aaron Rodgers coming off of an Achilles in his age 40 season. I just don't think you're going to get much from him. Yeah, I'm still going to I don't. I'm still going to go with Rodgers even if you don't get that much from it because that situation is quite literally built for him to succeed, not built for Russell Wilson to yeah, succeed. Yeah, I guess that that you're hacking his <laughs> Wait, wait. <laughs> we leave that part out. I, don't worry about that. It is, like, it's Russell, all his Russell, too specific. Russell Wilson running it back with the thing you're hacking. Yeah, well, you fire on, you fire ha- you fire Hackett at that point. Easy. Done. <laughs> fire Hackett. Um Russell Wilson at a million or Deshaun Watson at the number he had a big deal that he's on. Oh, right? this Russell is Wilson. easy. Russell Wilson Russell had a million. Wilson. <laughs> okay. Without, without Watson twice. is the worst contract, not just in the NFL, maybe in all of sports. History? No, not history, <laughs> but like currently. Currently. Oh, with, currently. With all that money guaranteed? It's the worst contract in all of sports in right now. the output that you yeah. got? She said, no. she said history? <laughs> I, like, I got to think about that one. All right. Russell Wilson at a million or Dak Prescott. At the sixty-one million he's at this year, I'm sorry, sixty million he's at this year. The cap hit. So basically, what I would give you is the hypothetical: you could just remove everything with Dak, the player, and the money, and insert Russ at a million. You see why I did this here? (laughs) I'm gonna go with Dak, just because I don't think there's a lot of runway with Russ, and I still have a chance with Dak. I still think that Dak can be a part of the reason why I win a championship. Like, I think if Russ finds himself on a championship contender, it's because he's a passenger. He's not the bus driver. I think Dak Prescott still has the potential to be a game changer for a franchise competing for a title. Could not agree more. I know it's a hefty price to pay, but Dak Prescott is going to be a reason why you get there. Whereas I don't know if Russell Wilson still has that plus that synergy that he has with Mike McCarthy. I I would overpay to not disrupt that. All right. uh, A couple more here. Would you take Russell Wilson at a million a year or Daniel Jones at 47.1? Russell Wilson. Yeah, I would take okay. Russ in that Just scenario, sure. too. Just yeah, making sure. sure. Okay. Um, so la- I picked Russ twice. All right. Well, congratulations. She's not anti. Kind of. She's not pro. Um, she's, last one. She's meh. Can you imagine, she's meh on you, Russell Wilson. Real quick. Can you imagine Russell Wilson as the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, where he's allowed to say whatever he wants because ownership is doing the same thing? All of a sudden, he's he's back to being able to be on a soapbox and be Mr. Unlimited and and – Command the microphones. I don't think that's going to work out well. Could, the point- could the culture be any worse, though? <laughs> <laughs> the players said they were too burnt out to, to be at their best in the playoffs. But if you think players and their family members are talking bad about Dak publicly. Oh, yeah. The drama. CD Lamb, Mama, go have something to say about You're going to be throwing major logs on that drama fire. <laughs> Last one. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, would you rather Russell Wilson for a million or Kyler Murray's deal that has him at $51 million this year? Kyler tough. Murray. Really? Yeah, I'd go I'm, Kyler I'm going to go Kyler, too. More upside. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so there you go. Russell Wilson 
or. Now, Adam Schefter joined <laughs> us uh, today and had something very interesting that we had not thought of yet. Uh, at least we had not said yet. Maybe we thought of, and by we, I mean Cece, uh, thought of in terms <laughs> of what Kirk Cousins did yesterday by just putting out a video of himself working out, coming off of those injuries, uh, playing football on a tennis court. Well, first of all, Kirk Cousins is one of the savviest, smartest guys out there. So, you know, February 26th, a couple of weeks out of free agency, puts out a video of him moving around looking great. And he should. I mean, that's what he should be doing. He's doing the right thing. He's advertising to teams. Here's a quarterback who's ready. So I don't know whether he's trying to send a message to every other team across the market. I think the one thing that I just would wonder about, uh, if he felt so good about the state of talks with the Vikings, would he be doing that? Because I think in a perfect world, I think he'd like to stay in Minnesota. I think that would be something that would appeal to him greatly. He's enjoyed his time there. Um, but if, if you know you're talking to your team, you're either advertising to another team or trying to prod your current team because it's not where it's at, right? Like if everything was moving along, do you think he's putting that video out there the way he did yesterday? If, if, if everything was right where he wanted it to be with Minnesota? I thought that was very interesting from Shefty. Does it make you think twice about Cousins going back to Minnesota now? Because Russell Wilson to Minnesota for a million is also another option versus, obviously, in this case, Kirk Cousins for 40 to 45 with an insane number guaranteed, I'm sure. With all of it guaranteed. With all of it, Because yeah, when does Kirk operate. Cousins play without a guaranteed contract? Fair. He's going to get the bag. He's going to get the bag. Fair. That's what he does. So, no, I, I think Minnesota could be on the board for Russell Wilson um, if the contract negotiations break down with Kirk Cousins, but it seems like... He wants to stay there, and it seems like Minnesota wants him back, but only on their terms. And Minnesota does this quirky thing with their contracts. They don't like to guarantee money beyond the first year of the contract. Now, they broke that protocol with the TJ Hawkinson deal because they traded for him from Detroit, and they guaranteed money within the second year. But that's been, I guess, the rumored sticking point behind the Justin Jefferson contract extension. And so we'll see whether or not they're able to get past that, but – Based on where Kirk's health is, I could see that guaranteed portion of the contract being an impediment for a deal getting done between the Vikings and Kirk Cousins moving forward just based on the health. All right, so then let's open up that can of worms. Okay. Let's say that doesn't happen. Let's go through the market for Cousins. Who's knocking on that door? Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Denver. Who's knocking on that door? (laughs) Oh, it's Kirk Cousins. Well, I don't have an or. It's just Kirk Cousins. Well, it could be Minnesota or. Minnesota or <laughs> for Kirk Cousins. Ooh, Pittsburgh is intriguing. I don't I don't know if the financials would work for them, especially if Justin Fields is an option, but because he's younger, more more of a runway. But gosh, mm-hmm. can you imagine Kirk Cousins right now just placing him on that Steelers team? Yeah. You know they're already gonna start out with a winning record because of Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Pittsburgh would be that that'd be attractive, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. That'd be attractive. I mean, uh, a coordinator in in Arthur Smith that loves hard play action pass and throwing the ball downfield. Kirk Cousins excels with that. So yeah, I, I think it would be a good fit. Um, the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons would be attractive too for Kirk Cousins. I mean, all the weapons that they have on the offensive side of the ball. Check that. All the the talent that they have. Both sides of the ball. Right. That's a good football team. That's a quarterback away from being a team that can not only get into the playoffs, but win a playoff game. So I'm biting my tongue on something because I don't want to do this. But do here it. we go. Do it. This is for you, CeCe, not for Smalls and I, because Smalls and I think this would be a bad move. We haven't talked about this, but I'm assuming you agree with me. <laughs> okay, great. Who's the one coach that has been most 
closely tied to loving Kirk Cousins. Shanahan. Would they ever? Mm. Let someone else play Brock and you use your money for But you don't have to pay Brock this year. I know. You don't have to pay Brock this year. But you ain't going to get Kirk Cousins ever if you don't get him this year. Right? And and that's fine. I think they're they're okay with not getting him ever because of what Brock Purdy represents, the value. And then also, San Francisco got a lot of other players that they got to take care of with contracts. Yes. But now I'm thinking about the increased pressure to win a Super Bowl with this group after what happened, the third possession. Maybe they are a team that could sneaky go out there and take a big swing because they know they have a finite amount of time to capitalize on this group. I would not do it. For two reasons. One, I think Purdy could be better than Cousins this year, but mainly this, the reason that CeCe said, which is I still get to pay a quarterback a million dollars. Because even if even if like Purdy is not as good as Smalls and I think he is, he's still good enough to easily outperform a $1 million a year contract. Mm-hmm. Cousins in Vegas, too. Okay, there's another option. Ooh, Cousins in Vegas with Devontae Adams? Yeah, that's interesting. That, that's Josh an interesting Jacobs one. Hmm. I'm just saying. They just added to the AFC West, the most interesting division in all of football. Yeah. Coming up, Canty's best bet and most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. Next, we're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. All right, time to win some money. Canty's best bet. I'm walking down the field, y'all. Chasing that bag, y'all. Of the night. <laughs> All right, so we were in the association last night. Things didn't go well for us. I took the Knicks and laid the points. It just just didn't work out for me last night. Didn't cover. They didn't stay under the 223.5 total points score between both teams. I was waiting for the buzzer again. Yeah, so the parlay didn't work out. But we're going to go back to the association tonight. We're going to keep this really simple. 
The Brooklyn Nets on the road at the Orlando Magic, taking the Orlando Magic, laying the five and a half points. That's it. Orlando Magic, laying the five and a half points. You know, I was going to give you a suggestion for tonight, but I'm too nervous to do it, so I'll do it on the air as I'm not doing it. Kind Go of. ahead. So the Miami Heat, the team I love, they're un- <laughs> Hey, they're unbelievable when no one's playing. Last night they had like no one playing, yep. and they won on the road against the Kings. Tonight yep. they play on the road against the Blazers, who are not a good team, and yep. everybody's coming back. Yep. That's actually the kind of game that they normally lose. Hopefully they don't tonight. I'm just putting that out there. They would probably lose, but I'm not betting for or against the Miami Heat because I feel like they could make me look foolish either way. I totally agree with you. I trust the Orlando Magic. Did you see Paolo Banco? I trust the Orlando Magic. Has that ever been said before? Since 93 and 94 and 95. Since Penny and Shaq, probably not. You want one headline for our show? Chris Canty, I trust the Orlando Magic. Against the Brooklyn Nets, yes. Yeah, well, that's true. Against the Brooklyn Nets. And isn't this the second night of a back-to-back for the Nets? Yeah. I mean, the Nets just had to win on the road against Memphis last night. I don't know if that even qualifies as an actual game because it's Memphis. Hey, they beat the Bucks, right? Uh, that's, that's true. And that's, they beat the Heat. That's true. So second night of a back-to-back on the road, I'm anticipating Orlando taking care of business. I trust the Magic, too. Yeah. Tonight. What's happening here? <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> All right. Unsportsmanlike moment. Survived a terrible, terrible moment in our history. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. That was terrible. Was not a great look. All right, so last night, the Knicks and the Pistons played at Madison Square Garden. I'm going to read, before I play the audio here for us, the opening paragraph of Tim Bontemps, our buddy's story, ESPN.com, because it sets it up perfectly. After the Knicks escaped with the 113-111 victory of the Detroit Pistons on Monday night, in large part because of an obvious missed call with 8.5 seconds left when New York guard Dante DiVincenzo plowed into Detroit forward Asar Thompson, Pistons coach Monty Williams delivered a tirade over what he deemed to be a season's worth of mistreatment from the officials. Where's the New York media now? The absolute worst call of the season. No call. And enough's enough. We've, we've done it the right way. <clears throat> we've called the league. We've sent in clips. We're sick of hearing the same stuff over and over again. We had a chance to win the game, <clears throat> and the guy dove into Asar's legs, and there was a no call. That, that's an abomination. You cannot miss that in an NBA game. Period. And I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of our guys asking me, what more can we do, coach? That situation is exhibit A to what we've been dealing with all season long, and enough's enough. You cannot dive into a guy's legs in a big-time game like that and there be a no call. It's ridiculous, and we're tired of it. We just want a fair game called, period. And I got nothing else to say. We want a fair game, and that was not fair. I'm done. All right, for those who don't know about Monty Williams, he's one of the kindest guys out there, and everybody around the league loves him. I think Eric Spolstra and Steve Kerr and Ty Lue probably more than most because of the contract numbers he's set for them mm-hmm. to get now uh, and future with Ty's uh, scenario. He ain't wrong about what he's saying from last night. I no, mean, that was better, brutal. It was awful, and he better not get fined for it either. He's like, going I, to. I know, but he shouldn't, though. He should I mean, when they come out with the pool report, which is a few minutes after the game, and they say, yeah, we probably should have called that foul because Asura Thompson clearly beats Dante DiVincenzo to the ball, and he's taking he gets he takes away an opportunity for Asar to possess the ball by virtue of the contact. That that cost them a possession. That cost them an opportunity. 
Not to mention that ends up resulting in two free throws for Josh Hart, which ices the game. So, yeah, he has absolutely every right to be upset and be outraged and good on him for calling him out. The NBA needs to do the right thing and not find Monty Williams for that because he was not wrong and the official said as much after the game. I hope they don't find him. They probably will, but you're right. He had every right to point it out in the manner in which he did. He he was right. The call was wrong or the note and the no call was wrong. And I think about the Pistons who are eight and forty nine. Yeah. You know, they have they've had few opportunities to have wins like that this season, and that only compounds the frustration that I'm sure Monty Williams was feeling. Yeah, I mean absolutely right. I mean, think about it. You want to have something to feel good about every now and again, and that was an opportunity for a nice road win for a young Detroit Pistons team. Big time. Like, and you took that away from them. Like, and here's the thing. When it comes to the business of fines, I get that there's protocols and the NBA has their rules. Mm-hmm. But, but listen, man, don't be in the business of just taking people's money for the sake of doing it, right? Like, you already taken a win from them. Now you're going to take this man's money away for calling out something that everybody that got eyes already saw? That's something that you acknowledge that you got wrong? Stop it. Stop yourselves, NBA. Wham, wham, wham. Oh. Yeah, guess what? As a Knicks fan, about time the NBA actually gave us a call. Because <laughs> there's been too many times. Here's the thing, and I saw Wendy's notes for Get Up, and I think he said on this get on Get Up. This was a no call. Yes, it was egregious, but it was a no call, right? You still the Knicks still had to make a play to win the game. That Houston call a couple weeks ago. Ended up costing the Knicks a game. So I am tired of this There, this whiny stuff. It happens. He you tackled know, him. But, but how can you say it's a no call when the crew chief said it should have been called? Well, he also How said can he, you say it's a he, no call when the crew chief says himself the they it should have been called? The reason they didn't call it is because they said, because it's a loose ball that Dante that they, it appeared that Dante touched the ball before uh, uh, Asir did. That's why they didn't call it. But after looking at it, then you saw that he did it and rolled into him. So that's why. Because when it's a loose ball, everyone has the ability to it. It right? wasn't a loose ball. But it was. Asir Thompson lost, beat him to the he ball. he lost it. He lost but the he ball But he lost it because Dante DiVincenzo no, tackled him. It's a great form tackle if we're playing football. It really was. That, that would work he 10 miles away in East Rutherford yeah. Yeah. in MetLife Stadium. But they were playing at MSG last time I checked, Nuno. I'm definitely a savant. Yeah, listen, he lost he he lost the ball as he was taking a dribble, so it was away from him. So that's what happens. Listen, I get it. The NBA officials have been really bad and this pool reporting and talking about it at the end of the game doesn't help them. But we know that they'll they probably still will be fined, right? Like uh, you know what you know what I hope, Nuno? I hope your New York Knicks lose a playoff series like that. On a loose ball where a player dives into the Knicks players' legs and keeps them from getting the ball. Listen, I hope you lose a playoff series that way. I hope you lose a playoff series that way. Then we'll see, then we'll the see how, how you feel about the whole loose ball foul stop business. Stop putting stop putting your money on the Knicks because it's like the second time you've done this where you've taken them to cover and everything else, and they've lost. This is on you, Canton. They didn't lose. The Knicks won last they, night. They lost you money. Oh, they did lose this money. All right. Can I just poke one hole in Nuno's argument? Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Nuno, here's the only hole I'll poke in the argument. You said the Knicks still had to make a play. You are right about that. But the Pistons were up two points and should have been on the free throw line for two shots before the Knicks had an opportunity to make it. Well, they were up one. They were up one. Up one with two two shots on the free throw line. 
So theoretically, they could have been up three before the Knicks get the ball back in that spot. So yes, Ooh, they had boy. to make a play. What? No, Pat's just using drops. So oh, trying to be funny. <laughs> I can't actually see Nuno because on my screen he's blocked out. Yeah. I don't know if that's on purpose, uh, but he's blocked out on the screen. So I didn't know what he was. I thought I didn't know it was a drop. Every actually... woman wants me. No, that seems real. Wow. Wow. Every woman wants I just, me. I just don't and understand this. Uh, and Nuno, if he was on the other side of it, would of absolutely feel differently about it. I was a couple weeks ago. Get it Greedy right. coming oh, up next. Whatever. Whatever. We're on to Wednesday. We're on Sportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.